Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, just like to welcome you to Easter Sunday service for Cornerstone Christian Fellowship this year, and I'm coming to you from my lounge room at uh, in Palmerston here. So, lovely to have you join me. And I, it was funny because I went down to the church. I was thinking, you know, I could record down there, and went down, and it was just so empty. There's just nothing there, no life. Um, actually. <laughs> a little bit depressing maybe uh, not really it felt felt good but just the fact that it was empty and it, and it's just like without the life that's in it it just didn't feel exactly the same at all and I was driving out and it was on on the highway from Palmerston out to Howard Springs and it actually reminded me very much of the old days when I used to drive out so back then it was a basically a double double lane uh, road so one-way traffic each way, no lights, uh, no traffic lights, that's for sure, um, and hardly any cars. And it was as interesting as I drove out today, just how things have changed so quickly over the last few weeks as uh, the coronavirus stuff's been happening. And just how empty some things feel, you, you know what I mean? It's almost like the whole world is stunned at the moment with what's happening. It's like there's a little bit of confusion, we're getting used to it, we're working out how to do things, but... At the same time, we're just not quite the people that we normally are, even when we meet each other. And especially in the Territory, there's not a case of transmitted coronavirus at the moment, yet we keep our distance. We're not, not really engaged with each other the same way. And yeah, it's, it's a little sad, but we understand why we're doing these things. Um, and at the same time, there's this sort of emptiness that can sometimes come to our lives as, as uh, we're doing these things. And I don't know if you've ever had a very serious event happen in your life where you just feel there's been a massive change or something dramatic's happened and, and you just sort of uh, try and come to terms with what's going on. It's really difficult, isn't it? It's like, you know, you might have lost um, someone through a relationship maybe someone you dearly loved has passed away, maybe there's just been a massive change in your life and sometimes it just feels really strange, sort of like it's it's an emptiness that comes, a confusion, a bit of a daze thing. And I was reflecting on that in terms of um, the, the Christian life and how we also read the story of the Bible and the Resurrection Sunday, which we're going to read the passage in a little while about that and just really go through that. Um, just have a little chat about looking for the living amongst the dead and, and about Jesus being the resurrection and the life because that's what we're thinking about today, isn't it? The resurrection of our beautiful Saviour Jesus Christ, that the one who died and rose again for us. Um, yeah, so it's it's not surprising really that if we, we think about the disciples and Resurrection Sunday, that they were actually confused, they were dazed, they were a little bit out of sorts, I guess. And um, we can be like that too. But imagine, you know, these people who had walked with Jesus all this time, and even they talked about resurrection and rising again from the dead, it's something that's really foreign. And on Good Friday, we were talking about that, how... There's this massive support for Jesus. People were following him, but then he went to the cross and salvation was a lot different to what they thought it would look like. Salvation was a man hanging on a cross. Crazy. Yet, those of us who have received Christ understand the truth of this, that Jesus took our sin on that cross 
that because of him we have this new life. Um, the story I want to read today um, is about when the women went to the tomb, but firstly before that I just wanted to talk about the new life or, or the resurrection life that we have in Christ. You see, we haven't just died and we've risen again just as Christ did. And this is part of the Christian life, not that, that we've just died, but that we've risen again to a new life. That the old us is gone, the new us is in, in place now, the, the person that is born again of the Spirit of God is now alive. And we know that Jesus is a resurrection, but so many of us miss out on the fact that Jesus is also life, not just life now, but there's this eternal life that he gives to us. And I just wanted to read uh, firstly from a passage um, which is also about rising from the dead and how Jesus is the resurrection and the life. In fact, this is where he made that statement, I am the resurrection and the life. And it was after the, the time when he raised Lazarus from the dead. So we'll just have a look at that passage now. Where we're going to look is in John chapter 11. And starting at verse 23. And so Martha's come to Jesus and, and she's asking him for, you know, an answer to her prayer about Lazarus. She's sort of saying, you know what, Jesus, if you'd come, because Jesus had delayed his coming, if he'd come, my brother wouldn't have died. But Jesus had these amazing words for her. Listen to this. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises on the last day. But Jesus told her this, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him, I've always believed you're the Messiah, the, one of, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Powerful words, right? Jesus didn't just say he's just the resurrection, but also he's the life. That um, resurrection is is one thing, but imagine if you were you before you were a Christian. Um, maybe that's even you now. Maybe you're not a Christian yet, and you're living this life, and and you understand that it's empty, or there's something missing. You feel that guilt and shame in your life. You you don't feel alive. Imagine though that if you died. And then you rose again to exactly the same life. What would that really be like for you? It's something to really ponder on, ponder on because we're talking about life in Christ, the resurrection and the life. This living again forever is really important. And you might have thought about it in terms of this, like when, when you think about uh, other religions, Hindu religion particularly and Buddhism, but we talk about this reincarnation thing and, and sometimes we think, you know, that that religion, when they're talking about it, reincarnation is a good thing, that I can come back as, as something better than I was, but it can also be bad that I can come back as a, maybe I was a human or come back as a dog or something like that. But we don't really understand that reincarnation is a bad thing bad thing for them because what they're wanting to do is escape from this world the troubles the trials the tribulations the the grind of this world the 
the things of this world and, and to, to get into this place, this nirvana place, where they're basically just one and absorbed into everything. That's not really living. In other words, the whole point is that I escape life to become nothing. That if I come back again, if I'm reincarnated, in other words, if I die and then come back to life again, it's actually not a good thing. Why? Because I'm just coming back to what I was before. I'm coming back to the world as it was before. So resurrection is one thing, coming back to life again, but, but we, we want to have life to live, don't we? We don't want to be the same. We want things to change. And Jesus said, I have come to give life in all its fullness. In John 10.10, 10, he said, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Think about it as a Christian that your life is not meant to be exactly the same as it was before, and it's actually meant to be abundant. It's, it's meant to be this new kind of living, something different to what you were in. If you were, were caught in sin, and we're not talking about a physical death here, but as soon as we, we're caught into sin, when we're not loving and living for God, we're trapped in death. It leads to death. The Bible clearly says it, you know, that, that, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. It's not of ourself, but it's from Jesus. And he's given us this life, this, this life that's more abundant. And I want to challenge you in that as a Christian. Is your life more abundant? If it isn't, then it should be. Jesus didn't die just so that you'd live forever as in the way you were. But his life is that more abundant life. Life more abundant. Life more fulfilling. Life better in quality and value than it is now. And it's not just for the never-never, it's also for now. That, that we might live forever, of course, as Jesus just said then. He said to Martha, do you believe me? That anyone who believes in me will never, ever die because eternal life has been born in their heart. But when they come back to life, they're not going to come back to exactly the same as it was. Even as a Christian, this is the spiritual change we talked about just a couple of weeks ago, this born-again experience that when I die to the old life, I'm born again into a new life, a more abundant, better life than I had before. That's what Jesus did. And Resurrection Sunday, which is the day we're thinking about today, is that, that it's not only Christ that rose, but because we are joined with Christ, we also rise. We also rise that we come into this new life with him. So I just wanted to read now from um, Luke chapter 24. We're just going to read this story here. And this is the story of Resurrection Sunday when the women went out to try and do something with Jesus' body. So these women, amazingly brave, amazingly brave. Jesus had been taken down from the cross and... And he'd been given a burial, but it was very hurried because they needed to get him down before the Sabbath came. So they took him down and they quickly prepared him for burial, chucked him in the tomb. Now, this was something that wasn't done in the right way, really. And, and the women that we're going to read about this morning that go to the tomb of Jesus, they wanted to, to prepare his body properly. So they're bringing spices and oils and and all those sorts of things. I, I guess they're probably going to wrap him up again, um, the body that, of Jesus, wrap it up again, 
make sure that it was prepared properly. But in the meantime, they'd placed guards around the tomb. They'd, they'd rolled the stone across so that uh, the tomb would be closed, but also there was guards around the tomb so that the disciples couldn't go in and steal the body and make up some story uh, about how he'd risen from the dead because they'd heard these rumours that, that Jesus would rise from the dead. And so these women were really, really brave. They're going to a place that they know is guarded by sol soldiers. Are they going to be able to actually do what they want to do? Yet they walked there so bravely, these women. So let's read that story. And um, then we'll just do a few comments on that. So this is in Luke chapter 24, verse 1 and 2. Oh, sorry, 1 to 12. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. Taking the spices they had prepared, they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. The men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his eleven disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. So again, at the end of this story, we hear this confusion, this bewilderment um, at what had happened. And we see these women, not only were they brave in going to the tomb in the first place, but when they got there, they found it was empty. The stone was rolled away, no guards, and, and nothing there. But there was these angels that came and told them, that Jesus had risen and, and I love how it's put why are you looking for the living amongst the dead why are you here looking for someone who's alive amongst dead people in, in, this, in this grave where dead people are and that is exactly what it is for us too isn't it that when our lives change through Christ Jesus that it should be like this I'm not the same anymore why are you looking for that old person I used to be? Because I'm now alive. I'm not dead anymore. Why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? It's amazing, isn't it? This story of Christ rising from the dead, the fact that he is the resurrection and the life that he came for us to give us life and life more abundantly. And these women were the first evangelists. These women were the first ones who saw and believed in the resurrection of Christ and they ran to tell that story. And why didn't the men believe them? Because women were not believed back in the first century. They were unreliable witnesses. Yet God chose to reveal this to them. And what an amazing thing it is that Luke even writes about this, which shows how highly he regarded women as well. And so I want us to think about that in terms of our own life. The challenge to us is this. Are we really dead to the old life? I know this was sort of the challenge on Friday as well as we're talking about these things, but this is so important for us as Christians. How is it possible that we can be the same person we used to be? 
Why are we still living as though we're dead? Why is it that sometimes we, we've come alive to Christ, yet we're still walking in our old ways, not realizing the power of the resurrection in our life? We need this resurrection power. And the Bible says it's no longer I that live, that, but it's Christ that lives in me. That This is so important. If you start to read like through the book of Ephesians, you'll see that so many times, that it's just like in Christ, through Christ, with Christ, by Christ. Christ is everything to us. And this is that giving over to him. Because without him, without his resurrection, without his life, we can't change. But what does it mean to be truly dead? What does it mean to, to be truly given over to this new life? Because I can tell you right now that God wants you to be living in an amazing life now. He wants every relationship to be restored. He wants your body to be healed. He wants your life to change from, from one of, of hopelessness to hope. He wants you to, to understand the power of the resurrection in your life. Don't settle for second best. Don't even sec settle for anything else but the life of Christ in you. And you know what? I think sometimes it's even like when we get to the, to the empty tomb that sometimes we, we think that we need to live in that place of emptiness still. But that's not where we're looking we can look at the tomb of Jesus and people have tried to, to um, identify it and they think they might have. But the, the tomb isn't important except for one thing, that it's empty. That's the, only, the only point of going to the tomb is to see that it's empty. Why? Because mm -hmm. life is what we needed. We needed life. And so too it is with us. We, we shouldn't be looking back at that old empty life, trying to dig it out, trying to, to live back in it, even reflecting on it all the time, thinking how bad we were and, and all those sorts of things. And it's like, this is who I am because we're not that person anymore. And sometimes we're looking inside the tomb instead of looking to the new life that God has given us and to be able to walk in that life. So this morning I just want to pray and I want to pray that that you will find the life of Christ, that you will actually walk into it, that you will give up looking back where you are dead. Stop thinking about your past, the old things in your life, but start looking towards the new things, that we are now dead to that. We are alive to Christ. The tomb was empty, and so too our old life, the emptiness, the death that was in our old life, is gone. And we are now living Stop looking for the living amongst the dead. Stop looking back to your past. Stop looking back to the things that you've failed in. Stop looking back to your hopelessness. Stop looking back to your, your, your trap, trappedness in sin. And start looking to the new life that you have in Christ Jesus. The new life because He is the resurrection and the life. And He gives life to all who believe in Him. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that he died and he rose again for us. Lord, we just pray in Jesus' name this morning that we will walk in new life. Lord, I just want to pray for anyone this morning who is sick. 
Lord, in the name of Jesus, send your healing upon them. Lord, I want to pray for anyone who's hopeless. Father God, even for those that might be out of work because of what's happened with the virus. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would be their supply, that you would meet their every need. Lord, we just thank you again for this day, for the, the fact that Jesus came, he died, and Lord, he rose again. And we just want to bless you for it. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you have an amazing Easter weekend. Um, miss you all. Cornerstone, keep strong in faith. Make sure you don't fall away. Um, I was sort of thinking about that, actually. Some of the things that we can learn, and uh, I received a poem from someone uh, just yesterday. A beautiful poem. Just about how the church really isn't a building in steeples, it's the people. But we have this chance to gather, and, and at the moment we're limited in that, but there's going to be this day when we're coming back and fellowshipping again. And and you know what? It's testing your faith right now, isn't it? Are you going to remain strong? Are you going to remain committed to Christ and to the body of Christ? This is a good test for us to see where our heart truly lies. So I'm just urging you to stay strong in the Lord. Make sure you keep connected to other people. Talk about your faith as much as you can. And make sure that you just keep living in Christ. Uh, as, again, have a great Easter. Love you all.